Hallelujah. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, this time we will share a topic, the true meaning of fellowship for mutual encouragement. As we all youth here, we participate different kinds of fellowships. There are many different kinds of fellowship in church that you are participating in. Sometimes you will be asked even to lead some kind of fellowship or conduct one of the program. Or maybe you are being assigned as a leader or coordinators of some form of fellowship. So that's why it is very important for us to understand the true meaning of fellowship so that it will not go distorted or sidetracked to a different direction. Because a lot of time when people think about fellowship, young people like fellowship, right? I like fellowship too. And sometimes we think that, oh, sitting here, listening to the whole day is boring. Oh, when you see the program, fellowship, happy, happy. Right? Especially fellowship, what do you want to do? People say, oh, let's go out for dinner to hang out, fellowship. Sometimes we say, oh, go to bowling, fellowship. Hot pot, fellowship. Or go to hiking, fellowship. Of course, those are part of the fellowship activities. Activity is part of the fellowship. But fellowship is not activity only. So we have to make it right. Let me put it again. Various forms of activities, fun activity, eating activity, or hiking, camping, yeah, those are part of the fellowship. But it's not everything. But even in the activities, if we plan activity or join activity in those fellowship programs, but there are something in, in terms of the design of those activities, we have to understand the true meaning so that when we conduct fellowship or participate fellowship will not defeat our own purpose or go to the wrong direction. Right? The word fellowship in the Bible actually means sharing. Right? I'm not going into the Greek because we don't know the languages, but the original Bible in the New Testament is written in Greek and the word translated to fellowship actually means to share sharing right fellowship actually our whole religious activity is about sharing the word holy communion we all know holy communion right we partake holy communion at least two times a year during the spiritual convocation the word communion actually means fellowship means sharing right we share god's life we share jesus blood and flesh we share his eternal life. So what do we share? Even though you don't participate in that fellowship, but when you come to the church, when we started this faith journey, it's a two-way thing. It's not one way. It's not just sit to listen. But you share God's life from above, and then you share with other people what you receive. And then other people from what they receive, they also share to you. They also share to you. And then you, you, have more, you have more experience, you have more feeling, you have more growth to God. So this is a two-way or even three-way interaction. People know that the cross, 
the cross is a symbol of Christianity, and we know the cross represents Jesus' suffering. But people also use the cross to describe our relationship, right? We always know what is the vertical line referring to. The vertical line of the cross is the relationship between who? God and us. So we have fellowship between God and us. That is one kind of fellowship. And the other kind of fellowship is the horizontal line, the horizontal beam, is between brothers and sisters, right? It's to between us we have fellowship. So we want to talk about this concept from the first paragraph of First John chapter one. If the whole concept of fellowship is sharing, then what do we share? What do we share? What is the thing that we share? What is the most important thing we share in a fellowship? And that is the question we have to ask ourselves. First, let's turn to First John chapter one, verse one. First John chapter one, verse one. Let's all read together loudly, clearly. First John chapter one, verse one. One, two, three. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, concerning the word of life. Amen. Please underline this verse, and only this verse alone can contain a whole evangelical sermon. Right? Because the Bible is beautifully written. Every, the whole Bible has structure. Every book has a structure. Just like a house. Right? Have structure. Every verse can also has a structure. And if you look at this verse, talk about what is the main thing that we share in a fellowship. Even though it's whole church come together, or if we are just attending our own youth fellowship, what is the things that we are sharing? We are sharing life. We are sharing life. 生命的分享。每一个团契其实就是生命的分享. Every fellowship is the sharing of life. But it's not sharing about physical life, but sharing about spiritual life. When we come together, it's not just a hangout, right? It's not a hangout. I know, I know young people like to hang out. Even us, we like to hang out. Right? Yesterday, our group of uh, seniors in the Chinese Bible study, we also go to hang out. We went to Chile work to see the Tulip Festival. Right? Uh, 40, most of them are elderly. The oldest one, I think 80-something. I'm, I'm one of the youngest ones. Right? I'm leading them to a fellowship. We go to a tulip festival to see tulips, flowers. Right? So we like fellowship, we, we like hang out. But if you look at the fundamental meaning of fellowship, it's not just to just like the hangout of your friend outside. We can call a bunch of friends to go to see tulip, do the same thing. Right? You can see call a bunch of friends to go hiking, eat pot pot, whatever that we do. But those activities with outsider, unbeliever, even doing the same thing. But when we sit together, when we do things, we will not talk about God. 
will not share spiritual life. We just hang out with a very superficial interaction. Talk about politics. Talk about sports. Talk about entertainment, movies. Talk about whatever interests you. But we will not talk about life. This is what difference from brother and sister. When we are here, we talk about life. The sharing of spiritual life. And let's go deeper. I don't know if this feeling, when you come to my age, nowadays we find out that, nowadays when I go back to Hong Kong, that I don't go back out that often. Maybe nowadays, I haven't come there for five, six years. I used to, every time I go there, I call my old classmates in high school, and everybody just come out and, and have dinner. And of course, when they heard that, oh, I'm coming back from Canada, they're all excited. They say, oh, there's an excuse, everybody come to eat. Right? And of course, they have to talk things. What do we share? Yeah, we're thinking about what do we share on those kind of a reunion, called student reunion. Of course, we share food, right? We order some nice food and share. Of course, at the end, we share the bill too, right? We share the, we split the cost, share the bill, share the food. And when we are eating, we need to talk. So what do we talk? We share old memories of, oh, you know, that teacher is really bad, you know, you guys, you were really lazy at that time. We talk about old day story. But I find out that every time we have reunion, we only talk about these kind of things. Now, if you want to share more about personal life, personal struggles, nobody will talk about that. Because people are already different. Some are more successful, some are less successful. Some earn more money, some is less. Some have good family, marriage, children, some are single, right? Even though some are married, some are happily married, some are, you know, have marriage struggle. But every, actually, every marriage has struggles, have problems. But people will not open up their, these kind of problems in their life. They will not open their wounds, their hearts. But even if they open to talk about their problem, there's no solution. There's not much you can talk about because there's no God in their life. So there's no common, no, no deeper ground, no common ground share about how God can do in their life. So over time I have less and less interest to join those kind of reunion because if we just eat and hang out and the meaning is very limited unless we can talk deeper things because life is very short. But brother and sister come together is very different because we share life. We share spiritual life. You can see a brother and sister the first day you met them in a church activity. But oh, you already believe for some time, you have some testimony, you have some struggle, but God helped you to overcome it. Right? You, you experience how God guided you. Oh, you're here, immediately you go to your spiritual life inside. You got encouraged. You got motivated. I don't know if you have this kind of feeling. Sometimes you join the NYF or IYF or NYTS, you know, just after a few days, you feel so close to the brother and sisters there, just like you know them for some many, many years. Because through the same spirit, we connect, reconnect, right? This year, the IYF is still online because due to the pandemic, our preacher Stephen is the coordinator of IYF, the youth ministry. I hope that next IYF will be physically, then we can all have fellowship together.
right? Just like we're sitting here today. So fellowship 团契是生命的分享，要写下来哈、哦。When you're planning a fellowship, when you're joining a fellowship, it's not just to hang out for fun. 是属灵生命的分享。It's about the word of life. The word of life, just like Peter Stephen have been talking about this prophetic word of God, has life. It's the word of life can change you, change you. Why it can change you? Because itself is life. The word itself is life. This called the word of life. English 的 of 就是从什么变成的 It's made up of life. It's not just contain life, but actually it itself is life. 它就是生命 It's the sources of our life and a spiritual life. So how did the Bible describe this word of life? Right, fellowship is to share this word of life. Now, the Bible describes this word of life in three ways. First, it is what we hear, what we have heard. If you go back to verse one again, let's read verse one again. One, two, three. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard. Okay, we can stop here. This word of life from the very beginning. By the beginning of the world, God is already there. The Word is already there. From the beginning, God has already prepared His salvation for us. So we have heard. So fellowship is to share the Word of Life, which we have heard. Which we have heard. Think about this. Now you are sitting here listening. You are receiving life. Think about this. If you really listen it with your heart. What preacher Stephen said this morning, what a prayer session today, tomorrow, or every single time you come to service, if you really listen with your heart, you are receiving life from God. You 就接受神的属灵的生命 And when you attend a fellowship, if the fellowship is sharing the word of life, if you hear it, you are receiving. You're receiving life. If you hear a testimony from others, really hear it with your heart. Think about what does it do to you. You are receiving this life. So this fellowship is we have to share what we have heard. We have to share what we have heard. Now fellowship is sharing, right? Of course, it's not one person talking. If every time you go to fellowship, it's just like one person talking the whole hour, it's not really fellowship. It is a lecture. It is a, it is a. Kind of a sermon format, right? But fellowship is usually when all sit together, we have a topic, we have a passage. Everybody have to share what you have heard. So that's very important. That's every every fellowship participant. You have to prepare before you go to that fellowship. You have to prepare. Let me repeat: every participant, every youth, or every participant. Before you go to fellowship, you have to prepare. Even though you are not leading the fellowship, but if you are joining, if you know there's a topic, if you know there's a passage, I'm going to share something. So I'm going to hear it first. I'm going to learn it first. Otherwise, how can I share? If the conductor or the leader, oh, it's, okay, we study this passage. Anyone can say anything? Oh no, I don't want to say anything, because you you didn't pray about it. If you didn't read about it. How can you share? 
Let's say you're going to join a Bible study, even though you're not leading it. I bet most of us, we don't even bother to prepare because I'm not leading. Of course, if you're a Bible study leader, you'll be very nervous. Oh, I have to conduct the whole thing. But you are the participant. You have to hear first before you can share. Now, that's why hearing is very important. Right? Let's turn to Romans chapter 10, verse 14. Romans 10, 14 to 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 14 to 17. Let's read together. 1, 2, 3. How then shall we call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Okay, now let's stop here first. Paul here asked a rhetorical question. And he want to give this question and then he'll give an answer. And ask another question, right? How can someone hear? How can someone call on him? Does he pray? Call on him means to pray to God. And then to have faith in God. But how can we somebody call on God? Of course, they have to believe first, right? If you don't believe, why, why will you call? Why will you pray? But how can one believe without hearing? Without hearing. So that's why her being hearing this, right? Hearing this is very important. Hearing the word of God is the beginning of our spiritual life. So let's come back to the fellowship, right? Fellowship. If in the fellowship, you attend there one, one whole, on one whole hour. You, you didn't hear anything. How can your faith grow stronger? How can you get in better and then have more interaction? So this fellowship, every fellowship is to spread the word of God. right? Fellowship is to share what we hear. And then we have, that's why, we have to focus on, on God's word. Let's turn to John chapter 4, verse 41. John chapter 4, verse 41 to 42. The Gospel of John chapter 4, verse 41. John 4, 41. Let's read it together. One, two, three. And more believe because of his own word. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not because of what you said, for ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Now look at what happening in this chapter. That Jesus was talking to a Samaritan woman. If the Samaritan woman didn't hear Jesus' conversation, she would never have the faith. Now, after the Samaritan woman have a conversation with Jesus, she starts to grow her faith. Hearing Jesus will grow your faith. Right? Hearing Jesus will grow your faith. So that's why, as a youth, we have to constantly attend more and more service and more and more fellowship. And fellowship have to God's word as a focus, not just worldly things. Now, other people heard about what this woman has said about Jesus. And they 
and and this woman talk about Jesus and they were half half mm, yeah maybe maybe not but now they came and they hear Jesus directly right because they have heard Jesus directly they have heard him and then they say oh indeed he is the Christ Savior of the world so actually the fellowship is about God's word what we have heard we have shared with you what we have heard we have shared with you brother and sister have you ever think about this fellowship is not not just for us to feel us to hang out together in Christ to feel good to feel good and to cultivate our relationship so that we can closer only fellowship is to what share what we have heard and to you it's more like a going outside you know bringing people in bring people in just like yesterday we go to the tulip festival we were contemplating what is the approach what is the what is the things that we are doing there are we just spending a spend uh, renting a bus and then actually the church didn't pay for our ticket we pay for ourselves and then uh, we pay for our own lunch the, the church also pay for the renting a bus and the pay the gas and thank god we have a brother who offer his he's the bus driver he offers his whole day salary to the church and didn't charge us and the and the bus company also also didn't didn't charge us so much he only charged us fifty dollars fifty dollars for the biggest form of the very new school bus bring us to Chilliwack and come back only charge us fifty dollars for the bus it's almost like free right and also we only pay gas for one way but we are thinking that what is this activity is all about is it only just to have fun to see flowers have for tourism no this cannot be so I was thinking that what, what, what we do what we do on the bus and thank God that bus got prepared usually school bus the yellow school bus is very simple there's no equipment inside there's no air condition there's no microphone but thank God that school bus is a new one one year old and have the speaker have the amplifier so we can speak so during that trip one hour there we think what do we do God's words God's word even we go to see flowers activity just like a tourist kind of activity but God's word is the focus of this activity so as a coordinator or, or as an activity leader I was sitting at the front I was thinking mm, what are we going to do with the, within this hour what are we going to do within this hour of course before we leave we sit in the chapel and then we kneel down and pray together and thank God yesterday we have about nine five we have about nine truth six or seven nine, uh, truth seekers who are not baptized yet some are totally newcomer they have not been our church before they've just been attracted by this kind of tulip activities right the thing is the outing so they join so now there's a chance this fellowship already yeah it's for us to build a relationship we go to enjoy the flower but it's to bring people in bring people in invite yes yeah, we have activity you can come in oh what do we do God's word we share what we have heard so be 
when we get on the bus, we do a prayer in understanding, right? And then we go on the bus. What do we do? Oh, we sing hymns, right? We sing hymn. We sing that we teach all the seniors to sing. In Lord Jesus, we are one family. I'm sure if you are in the church long enough, you know this hymn, right? It's one of the even though it's not in the hymn book, but that's the most famous hymn that we all know. In every fellowship, we we sing about this hymn. 在耶稣里，我们是一家人 And then we sing, and then we sing, and then we sing. Everybody sing, right? After we sing, oh, share God's words. We ask the few preachers who are on the bus to share testimony, right? To share what we have heard about Jesus, about this wonderful Creator. It's good to see the flower, but don't forget who created the flower, right? Don't we, we what what we know about our Creator God? So hopefully, this kind of seed can be implanted in the heart of the truth seekers. May, they may not even be truth. They may not even be truth seekers. They just go to have fun. But since they are here, right, we tell them what we have heard. So fellowship is really to bring people together, but closer to Christ. Let me repeat right down very importantly. Yeah, fellowship is to bring people together. But not closer to each other alone. But fellowship is to bring people closer to Christ through His words. Fellowship is to bring people closer to Christ through His words. You can only bring people closer to God through the Word of God. If we are just to get a handout every week, talk about anything unrelated to faith, unrelated to God. You only bring people closer to you, and even they are close to you, but their faith will never grow. That's why a lot of fellowship. Sometimes people just like to hang out, but after some years, their faith never grow. 信仰没有进步，只是参加活动而已。参加活动本身不会让你信仰进步。活动本身要有生命，要有神的话。God's word have to be the key. That's why John said we share what we have heard, right? But remember, before you can share, you have to have something first. Let's say I want to share food. You come to my house, share food. If I don't cook food, how can we share, right? Let's go to potluck. If you don't bring your own potluck, how can you share with other people? If in the fellowship, if in the Bible study. If people ask you to share, you think I have nothing to share. I don't know what to share. What does it mean? First of all, maybe daily life you don't really read your own Bible. 如果你没有的分享，没有话要没有的讲，不想要讲什么 ，maybe you don't really put effort on your Bible reading. 你没有在好好读经啊、哦，没有真正在认真查考圣经，你对圣经没有体验。If you don't really experience The word in your life, you have very few things to share. You can sit down in the in the sermon for weeks, for years. If you don't don't write your own notes, don't write down what 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 your reflection, what you feel about this. You don't have much to share. You can just listen, 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 whole day. One thing about writing notes about sermon or class is not copying about what they say. That is only the 
the most shallow level of taking notes. 最浅的. Of course, taking notes means sometimes people think, oh, write down what, write down what being said, right? But no. Writing down notes is not only writing down what is being said. Writing down notes is writing down your own reflection. Oh, how did this passage touch me? What does it bring out my problem? Oh, it talk about my pride. Just like this morning, the preacher Jack Shaman is sharing about Peter. His own, his own righteousness here, right? His own steadfastness. He fall on his own steadfastness. Wow, I was so, so touched when I learned about this. I never heard, I never thought that if you're so steadfast, you can, you can fall. But actually, it's, it's not God's steadfastness. Right? It's your own steadfastness. Now, then you, if, you, if you write down, if you, if you flap, if you go deeper, you write down, you maybe make a mark on your own Bible or your own notes. Then immediately, if I want to share what is my own steadfastness, yeah, what is it related to me? That I see myself in Peter, right? Wow, actually, I thought I was so steadfast, but I failed. I, I, I neglect, I, I say no. I say no to people when people warn me or, 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 or remind me. Oh, immediately. Oh, next time in the fellowship, you can share. You know what? I have experienced. I have been so steadfast in my own eyes, but actually I was so vulnerable. So you share what you have heard. If day and night, every week, every month, you take notes, or you, when you read Bible, you have your own journal, you write things down, you have a lot of things to share in the fellowship. You have a lot of things to share in the Bible study or discussion. Nowadays the problem is, Sometimes a lot of us, we don't have much to share. Fellowship, very quiet. Only the, only the one who, who lead the fellowship talking. That's why nobody wants to lead. Because they have to talk the whole hours. Very shallow, one or two sentences. Usually we give a very typical answer. I think we are very smart. We know what preacher like to hear. We know what our teacher wants to hear. We give standard answer, right? We give very standard answer. I can, I know what you want to hear, I give it to you. But it's not sangming the fengxiang. It's not the deep sharing of, of our life. So just a recap of what we said this morning, right? What we share, what we, we heard it, what we share, what we heard. The second point, if we go back to what First John, the fellowship, Let's read verse 1 again. 1, 2, 3. And which we have looked upon, and our eyes have had a handle, connecting the word of life. Okay, the second characteristic of this word of life, 生命之道, is the mark, which we have seen with our eyes. 这个生命之道是可以看得见的。The word of life is what you can see. Not only what you can hear, but what you can see. 
The word is very abstract. The word of God is very abstract because God is spirit. God is spirit. Just like 讲话 very abstract. Just like the teachings, what we hear sometimes is very abstract. But it can be in the form that you can see it. it. Can be very, very particular, very clear. So that's why Jesus have to manifest Himself. Let's turn to John chapter one, verse fourteen. John chapter one verse fourteen. One of the most important verse concerning who Jesus is, the divinity of Jesus. John chapter one verse fourteen. Let's all read together in the name of Jesus. One, two, three. The Word became flesh, dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. Amen. The word became flesh. Now the word will become flesh. The word is very abstract. It's very difficult to grasp. Right? It's intangible. 很属灵的东西都很抽象的 ，right? It's very abstract. But it can be seen. How it can be seen? Through Jesus, He came to the world, become flesh, become a human being. And he live out his teaching. He live out his teaching. 主耶稣来到世上，就是把他的道活出来了。Not only just only become a human form, but he live out all his teaching. Right? What is the ultimate teaching that Jesus live out to show us? We know the teaching is in one word, right? Summarized, all the teaching is love, and love is sacrifice. Sacrifice is on the cross. You have to nail yourself. You have to sacrifice yourself. You have to deal with yourself, and you have to give up yourself. 在十字架上 in the cross, Jesus lived out all his teaching. He became flesh, and let his own flesh to die on the cross for sin. This is what we can see. He make it like a like a real. His whole life is just display in our life, in our eyes. So that is what we share. So John said, "What we see, you can only share what you see. If you do not see, how can you tell people this is very good? If people ask you, 'Have you seen it?' You say, 'No, I just heard about it, right? Oh, if you haven't seen it, why you tell me all this? So that's why we have to see God spiritually." 属灵的眼睛要被打开。属灵的眼睛 ，we have to ask ourselves to open our eyes to see Jesus. If you do not see God clearly, if you do not see Jesus spiritually, if you do not see the truth clearly, how can we share in the fellowship with other people? Right. So, let's look at one verse. John chapter nine verse twenty five. John chapter nine verse twenty five. John chapter nine verse twenty five. Let's all read together. One, two, and three. Whether is a sinner or not, one thing I know: that though I was blind. 
Now I see. Underline this verse. This is a very famous saying. Even this statement was in the hymn's Amazing Grace, right? 96. I was blind, but now I see. This man who was born blind, he didn't know Jesus. But when he was healed by Jesus, at the end, his spiritual eyes was open. But it was firstly his physical eyes open, right? At this moment, he said, I don't know who he is, he's a sinner or not. Because a lot of Pharisees, they accused Jesus as a sinner. And they tried to force this blind man to say the same thing. So he was not very sure about Jesus is a sinner or not. But there's only one thing he grabbed. I was blind, but now I see. So he opened my physical eyes. His physical eye was blind, but now he see. But there's another pair of eyes being opened slowly and slowly. Right? At the end of the, of the story, we know. Let's read chapter 9, verse 35. Chapter 9, verse 35. John 9, 35 to 37. 1, 2, 3. Thirty-six. Thirty-seven. Thirty-eight. Okay, in this few verse, do you see the interaction between him and Jesus? He is having fellowship with Jesus. This blind man, his eye was physical eye was open but his spiritual eye wasn't that clear so that's why Jesus go to look for him right Jesus go to look for him it's not like a bump into him or something but Jesus go to look for him Jesus want to have fellowship with him Jesus want him to see Jesus with these spiritual eyes so Jesus look for him and ask him do you believe the son of God and then this the man who was healed say, who is the son of God that I may believe? Who, who is he? He's not very sure. But Jesus tell him, you have seen him. And now he's talking to you. You have seen him. You have seen him with these naked eyes, physical eyes. You're, you're talking to him. But now it's up to you whether you believe or not. Does he does want to believe that my eyes was open just by accident? Or... It could be other people's or maybe some other factors. But immediately, what did he say? Verse 38. He said, Lord, I believe. I believe. I strongly believe. I believe. And then he bowed down to Jesus. So you can see that when you're having fellowship with Jesus, you receive the spiritual life, the word of life come to you, your faith grow. No matter what other people say, you just believe. Because it's very personal. Write down again. No matter what other people say, I still believe because it is very personal. I receive experience from God. I truly believe, even though the world tells me otherwise. Right? In this world, as a young generation, many people in your friend, your culture, your school, 
will tell you otherwise. Do not believe. Right? They try to blind your eyes. A lot of youth they left the church because their eye, eyes were blindsided. They were open, but they were blind. This is the reverse process, right? They born into the church. They were given a pair of spiritual eyes because every week they come to the church to listen and they see things in the church. But they are being blinded by the world, so they left Jesus. So this is called the reverse action, right? But fellowship is to bring people back to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. Let Jesus open the eyes. Say, oh yeah, I follow you. I bow down to you. I will not bow down to the world anymore. I will not give my life to the world or follow my unbelief or, or sinful pleasure or my pride. I totally submitted to you. This is the process of fellowship with Jesus. The fellowship with Jesus. If it's the true fellowship is working, the youth will come closer and closer, and the faith will grow stronger and stronger, and we will grow humbler and humble, more and more humble. When you're closer, you see clearer. You're more humble. 我再强强强调一次啊、哦，越靠近主的团契，真正的生命的团契会越靠近主，而不是越远离主。越靠近主，咒越谦卑，因为你看得越清楚，你灵眼打开了 ，your spiritual eyes open。灵眼一打开，看到自己是罪人啊 ，you see nothing but you're a sinner，right？ Unworthy to be here。Don't even talk about anything。Don't even talk about oh, I want to do this or do that, or oh, self-guard and prove myself. No, I just see myself as I was a blind man, but now my eyes open. You open, 看到谁？看到自己。哇，怎么这样子 ？Right? 然后最重要是看到耶稣。When he opened eyes, his eyes open. Wow, glorious Jesus! And he fell right down. 越来越谦卑，越来越谦卑。But but you see the opposite is happening in the church right now, right? 年轻人没有跟主耶稣团契 Young people didn't fellowship with Jesus. Attracted by the world, they eye blindsided, and then they go far away, and then the eye is more blinded. At the end, me is all about me. Oh, reverse everything that you believed before. 不相信 one true God. Don't believe in one true church. Some youth even go outside, post LGBT is right, human right. Why our church is so so conservative? The pride, 真的，一离开了神，没有跟主耶稣团契，你就偏离了，因为没有看见主耶稣。So real fellowship, we have to bring people, bring ourselves to see Jesus. We have to ask God to open our eyes, and through the fellowship. Ask God, open your eyes. What am I seeing today? Am I seeing the things that God want me to see? Is my spiritual eyes open? I will stop here for this session. Let's all bow our head and pray in silence. Amen. Let's take a short break before we come back.